0: Listener production. You're listening to Darling Shine, a podcast by myself, Elodie Pullen. And me, Chloe Fisher. A place where we ground womanhood's unspoken experiences from grief to fertility and
1: everything in between. Join us while we transform our pain into power, encompassing all emotions, ugly and beautiful. Darling Shine is your chosen family and your survival kit for the unexpected shit life throws at you. Fuck, we
0: were just watching the videos of when Paul and Minnie had to say goodbye in Bali and Paul was about to fly to Africa and we were about to fly home to Sydney or to the Gold Coast and fuck, I'm like emo. It was, (laughs) it was like, it was me and Chloe were laughing, but only because we were crying so much because it's so pathetic that saying goodbye to a baby is so sad
1: for like, I actually haven't been able to bring myself to watch that video again up until now. I remember in the afternoon after he left and you were watching it and you're like, look at this. And I I was like, honestly, I cannot watch this. It's so heavy. I've never actually experienced an afternoon like it. We knew that it was going to be sad because Paul's not going to see Minnie for maybe like five or six months now, so paul didn't want to say goodbye and then he did That's want to say goodbye time. and then he got this so basically elodie and minnie were sleeping paul popped his head around the corner and elodie somehow just opened her eyes so
0: minnie was a bit unwell she was a bit like sick and had this raspy cough and she was a bit grisly and i was like trying to put her to sleep but she wouldn't go down so i was like "Fuck it, i'll just lie here with you and you sleep on me so she just ended up sleeping on me for like what two hours and i lied there and i was in and out of sleep the whole time And then I could hear Paul mucking around and he was a little bit like, I don't even think I can say goodbye. I think I'm just going to leave. Like it'd be too hard to say goodbye to her even though she's like asleep and he could have just like kissed her and ran away. But he's like, nah, too hard. I saw him and I was like, oh no, you look coming. Like I wanted to say goodbye to Fish. So I put Minnie down. She actually stayed asleep and then said a big goodbye to him. And he actually ended up picking up Minnie, putting Minnie on him and she fell asleep together on him again for ages. And the emotions were just flying around the room. We actually had... A babysitter there that was going to take Minnie as well while Chloe and I quickly pack up our shit because we were about to go to the airport as well like an hour later
1: and she was freaking in tears so we're crying and then Fish starts crying. It's because I like popped my head in the in the room and Paul's bottom lip was I, I honestly the only other time I've ever seen him like that was when I walked down the aisle at my wedding his bottom lip was like quivering and I just turned around immediately and I was thinking oh no this isn't for me I can't watch this and so I've turned around I've looked at the nanny and she then started getting teary. Then I started getting teary. Then we both got tears running down our face. But I just felt so weird seeing Paul so emotional. It was, it hurt my soul and my heart. It was so sad. It was as though
0: he was never going to see her again or something. It was like a very big goodbye. And I'm like... Like, I mean, I guess five months is a long time, but holy shit, she's going to probably change so much. And he's very, he's very sentimental about those things. Like, he's like, you can't be missing these moments. These, you know, you only get this day once she's going to be different tomorrow.
1: Yeah. You know, he's so cute like that. Yeah. So that was that. It was in a very emotional goodbye. And, Minnie then woke up
0: from her sleep and she was being cuddled by him and he was walking around like crying and Fish kept going, she knows, I think she knows, you know, she knows. And it's so true because her little eyes were like fully open. She looked so much like Chumpy and she was really grabbing onto his chest. Like she was like, don't fucking leave. Like probably don't leave me with these two (laughs) mad bitches. (laughs) Don't leave me, Uncle Fish. Oh, it was really sad. She really knew. She's quite aware now, whereas before saying goodbye to her is not as hard because she... like more of a little dumpling. And now
1: she's like a full big, big girl in the big girl world. So for me, that was the end of a six week trip, which felt like six minutes. It was just the quickest trip of my life. Elodie was there for three weeks. Paul and I got there at the beginning of February and we went straight into, it was actually wet season. And we when we got married there, we kind of got there mid-February, but we were there two weeks earlier and the weather was, was pretty bad for the first two weeks of the trip, which wasn't a bad thing because Paul and I had so much work to do. Like, Paul's got heaps of music stuff to get done before the season starts and travel planning to do and I obviously had a lot of merch shit and darling shine stuff. And so we basically would get up in the morning, have brekkie, go work out and then bunker down until after lunch and do some work. So the weather didn't really bother us, but if you actually wanted to go and have a proper holiday. I probably wouldn't recommend going so early in the year. I would. When we go next time, I I think that I'd probably go more so from mid-Feb onwards because the weather for the last half of the trip was pretty, pretty good. We had the odd rain, mind you, the, the one day that we did have a photo shoot planned for oh, our fizz God. functional drink. It was the one really, really, really shit weather day.
0: I, I had only ever been to Bali in... Not wet season, so like June, July and shit's when I usually find myself there and it's not really rainy. But I have really enjoyed going at that time because you know how it's so bloody hot. I like the rain. Not that it cools it down, but it kind of breaks up. And like I think with a baby, you're not always just lying in the sun anymore. Like we're always covering up kind of anyway, trying not to get burnt, trying to find shade So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely loved it. And I I like the opportunity to have some downtime on your trip because I feel like when it's always sunny and always hot and it's also not as humid, you always feel like you have to be doing something when the sun's out. Whereas when it's a bit of rainy, I'm like, let's get some work done. Let's chill for a minute. So yeah, when we got there and we stayed at Potato Head Suites at the very beginning of our trip, I think for the first 10 days. Absolutely love it there. We actually stayed there as well when we were there for our wedding too. So if you've been to Bali, there's Potato Head, which is the beach club on the the beach. And then behind it, there's actually a really beautiful hotel. So it's an amazing one for families as well, because there's the Potato Head main pool, but then there's another massive pool, which is just for the guests. And there's day beds, and you can, like, the food is incredible, the drinks, it's right on the beach. So you can just, like, walk down the steps and you're, you're on the sand. It's actually a exactly four kilometer walk from your room along the beach up to La Plunge in Seminyak, which is the beanbag place on the beach and back. So if you want to do your morning 4K walk, which I did once, fun
0: fact <laughs> it's good there, good food, and the kookaburra. The yummy cocktail. You have to go and get a kookaburra. If
1: you know, you know.
0: I love the W. The, <laughs> I love the potato <laughs> head. It's next to the W. Oh, and we actually went to the W for the long lunch brunch. Is it a, only a Sunday thing? That's yeah, what Yeah, it's guys a recommendation
1: we had down, but the W Sunday brunch, absolute must. So I had two healing experiences that I wanted to go to when I came to Bali. My hairdresser told me about this one called Toe Kick. And it's like a tour person. And I spoke about it in my fertility update episode where I went and I had that water healing ceremony and it was an amazing experience. Probably one of my favorite experiences that I've had in Bali so far. I need (laughs) to find this. So Ellie knew that we went and had this healing thing this day and so we I was a good friend I was like how did it go what did they say and so we just I don't know I was talking to Paul about this before I spoke to Elodie and he's like I wonder what Minnie's doing right now or something about that and he's like find out where she is is she at home is she at the beach and I was like oh my god I've got to find my friends I'm going to see where she is she stalks me I don't stalk you anyway I said oh my goodness she's at Costa Taco and I'm like, let's play a prank on her. I said, we're going to send her a voice note and just say, we've, well, oh, we saw the healer. And he said, like, one, of, this is the dumbest <laughs> prank ever, by the way. I cannot believe that like, you fell for this. But anyway, he's the funniest thing ever. So I said, let's just tell her that the healer said one of your friends with like a little baby that you're really close with is going to eat Mexican today and she's going to have good luck. That's how basic <laughs> this conversation <laughs>
0: It wasn't that basic because Fish I'm goes really, into
1: detail and he's I'm, like,
0: he said you're even going to eat like guacamole and shit and like this is your lucky day. And I'm sitting there listening to this voice note from Fish, one of our, my, our good friends Renee's there, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm literally sitting at Costa Taco right now eating guacamole <laughs> and I'm having tacos. And he's saying that
1: and weirdly... An hour before. And she goes, we then were she at goes the Oh my God, you wouldn't even believe it. I'd never do this, but I was just Ever. at the pharmacy and I bought a lottery ticket and I cannot wait to get home to scratch this lottery ticket. Maybe it's my lucky day. And I'm Scratching. thinking to Oh my God this chick actually fully believes this right now. How And he's like, I'm going to keep going. I'm like, no, 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 please stop. Like, please stop. <laughs> like, how are we going to break it to her? That's not a lucky day. I'm trying to find these voice recordings to see if I can play this because it's actually the funniest thing ever. Okay, I'm, I'm going to play oh. these.
0: Can I preface with something? What? So, I don't know if anyone's really going to believe me, but I literally said to my friend, do you reckon these
1: fuckers looked at me on um, you said that later in the night after you had believed it
0: yeah no i know because i was like no they wouldn't do that to me so then oh. i forgot that i said that because i was like no they wouldn't No, as if they're on a holiday they're too busy to look at me on find my fucking friends or whatever i was like oh no this is actually cute because they did go to the healer and blah 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 blah. it wasn't until so play that audio see.
1: mate our fucking healer was like yeah there's a couple that's close to his with a baby and and um and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's Elodie." And they're like, "Yeah, just tell them to eat Mexican today. It's good luck." And I was like, "What? Okay." And you're actually eating Mexican? Are you kidding? That's wild. No way. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's good luck today on this day. And then Elodie replies, <laughs> "What
0: the hell? <laughs> that is so weird." I actually was at the chemist before, and I was um. <sighs> I actually decided, oh, I'm feeling a bit lucky. I might buy a scratchy today was <laughs> at the counter they sell scratchies at this one in Palmy and I randomly, which I never buy scratches, punch I a myself scratchy myself in the face. So maybe it's my lucky day. I'm going to go home and scratch the scratchy. Let's see what happens. What the fuck? <laughs> That's
1: so weird. I'm shook. Oh, I'm shook I'm that shook. you believed this. Wait, there's one more. That's wild. Yeah, scratch away, sis. This could be your lucky day, actually. It was actually mentioning avocados too there with the Mexican, so I was just <laughs> thinking, fuck, hopefully she had some guacamole. <laughs> Keep the fucking lucky train running, sister. Oh, shut up. writes, I'm so excited to go scratch the scratchy, lol. And then Paul sent a photo of him holding up the Mexican menu at the rest a Mexican restaurant, but... You guys
0: oh my must have God. That was so funny. <laughs> I wish I got the moment where I caught you guys out. And I wish I did that on voice notes so that we could play it. Because we were talking the next day and I must have been off. Maybe the scratchy didn't do well, or I was just a bit like not I was off my high horse. So the next day we happened to be FaceTiming and I go, Oh, you so about that healer yesterday. And they were like, Oh yeah, and both their faces. I go, do you, like, I don't know, randomly this, this, this thought just hit me again and I was like, I wonder if you guys just went on, find my iPhone, figured out where I was and then decided Mexican was going to be like a healing vibe for me that day and they just could not, they wanted to hold it together, but they couldn't. But I said it being like, I'm such a jerk. Oh. They actually were giving me healing and I'm like, I'm oh, shutting you down. No, I was like, sorry. I bet you just did that. And then <laughs> they started laughing their heads off and I was like, oh, okay, Fuck! Oh, I got
1: so conned. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. That's so heavy. Anyway, so that was my heel, Elodie's healing experience. I've
0: never won anything on
1: scratchies. Have you? Um, no. You not. haven't. You're very lucky. I feel like you're out with on. the non-winning scratchies, people.
0: Out with scratchies and lottery tickets and what are those machines?
1: Pokies. Oh. I, yeah, and
0: I've never know how to do them anyway, but they never work. Yeah. Really. Out with them this year. Out with all that shit. Out with gambling this year, I think. In with drinking, out with gambling. No.
1: Back to my healing session, I then actually went and saw a guy called Jimmy Doyle, his name was. Wow. He's actually Australian and my acupuncture person told me about him to go see him and he works with like pressure points and emotional blockages and mantras and stuff and it was so wild. He went through my body and held different parts of my body and it would be so painful so painful, and he'd get me to repeat these words, and I swear to God, it would just, the, the pain was like releasing over time after I was saying these positive mantras, very random. It's kind of like that hazeling like thing? rewiring like your sub, subconscious mind. But I would have liked to have gone back and had another session with him, but I, not that I, I was going to say I didn't have time, but I just didn't get back there. But I will put his details, and I'll put um, the water healing guys details in our show notes. So if anyone's going to Bali and they're interested in having either of those experiences, click on the show notes um, where you're listening to your podcast. But yes. I want to just quickly touch on my pop passing again and how I had that Balinese ceremony when Ellie arrived on the morning of his funeral. And a few people have asked me how you organize these Balinese ceremony because the Balinese are so big on ceremony and they mm. they, they celebrate life and they it's something that they do as part of like their daily practices where they're they've got so the temples cute. in every every block of land or every Every you like know,
0: establishment has four temples yeah. on the outskirts, marking the outskirts of like that building or that space.
1: Yeah, and everyone prays to them each day and they're basically. They just do
0: these rituals and they yeah. do them all the time. Like our Balinese friends that like I met heaps of Chloe and Fisher's old, old Balinese friends, because Fisher's been going to Bali since he was like two they'd all be like, oh, fuck, I had to, yeah, throw my, like, cer- you know, my ceremony outfit in the car 24-7, got to bring it to me because I just never know when I'll be rocking in, up or yeah. have to go to a ceremony, like, straight after this. Like, he's like, it's literally every day that I've got to whack on my cute little robe and, like, attendeth.
1: Yeah. When my, when my grandma passed away around the time of my wedding, they actually, when we're staying at Potato Head, they organise this beautiful ceremony on the beach and they bring down, like, their flowers and their offerings and... It was so, so beautiful. And then we we did the same with my pot. But basically, if you're in Bali and you want to do one of these ceremonies, and it doesn't necessarily have to be if someone's passed away. They were saying when I had one, another healing session, they were recommending that for my miscarriages that I should have see someone to send off each of my babies that I've lost and really like give them a beautiful send off and recognize that they existed and all that sort of stuff. And again, I didn't get around to doing that. But You can basically just ask the reception at your hotel and you say you want to do a ceremony wherever you want to do it. I I don't think it – it doesn't have to be on the beach. It can be anywhere. But they actually get a priest to come in and and host it and he does all the prayers and he does everything and then they'll tell you what to do and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's how you do that.
0: It was really cute and wholesome and, like, we're not religious particularly at all, but it was, like, sunrise as well. So, so beautiful. it felt like a nice little farewell for your pop. yeah. Yeah, we've had so many people saying, we're about to go to Bali. Um, what are your, you know, tips of restaurants or accommodation or shopping? Like, so we are going to share all this episode.
1: I actually also realised that we did our Ibiza and Europe rec- like episode and we didn't recommend one thing. So Sorry. what I've actually done. saws <laughs> so so about that one. Last week, I actually did an Instagram guide. So if you go into our Instagram and you click on guides, there's an Ibiza guide and we've actually listed all of our favourite restaurants, places Mm. to eat, places to drink, places to play, all this sort of stuff. And there's they're listed on our Instagram. So go over and check the guide if you're going to Ibiza because everything's there for you. So sorry about that. But I'm going to do one of those for Bali as well for this episode. It'll come out this week sometime.
0: I love that our Ibiza episode came out like a year after we got <laughs> back from Ibiza, basically. Like, wow. Uh, but that's just the nature of us, I guess. So
1: let's rec- let's rattle off a few restaurant recommendations. Then,
0: yes. Okay. So let's start with Uluwatu, Tabu.
1: Tabu, Japanese,
0: yum sushi. You can cook your meat like you. They give you like this little frame grill on your table, and you can. Like I'm not massive on meat, but you can cook your meat like to your so yum. your taste. And it's or so
1: sushi and sashimi. And if you've got a big group, they've actually got an upstairs area and you can book out the room up there. And it was really, really good. And I think it pops off of a, of a weekend, stays open to like four in the morning, actually, apparently. It didn't go there. It, but
0: It did pop off a bit.
1: Taboo, that's called. Taboo. And then Mason... Best we ever. ate there a lot it's it it was so so delicious that's actually on the corner where you you used to turn up to go to single fin it's like this all these new restaurants and, and shops shout and everything out to like
0: Jana, that our friend who works there and she's beautiful and every time we'd go there for dinner or whatever which was like every day we went there once for every day for like lunch or dinner or whatever and she would always grab minnie and just take minnie and run off with her and hang out with her and we'd literally get like a mini free meal which would be epic I mean, we out. love having so, Minnie, but sometimes when she wants to run around at the cafe or the restaurant, you're like, sis, I just want to sit and eat. She's very busy. She's entertained. I love, the Balinese are so beautiful like that. It's a bit different when you go out for lunch and dinner in Australia. Like, it's like they just have built-in creches in all the staff over there. They just want to wrangle your kids and it's just
1: beautiful. I know, they're the best. And then towards the end of our trip in Uluwatu, we discovered this epic sandwich shop and it oh. it's called Ulu. Arti- Artesian?
0: No, isn't it called Just Loose?
1: It's, it's opposite literally Mason, the road from Mason, but it's so good. The sam- the chicken oh, sandwich, yum. yum.
0: Lol, I'm pretty sure that was the place where like I'd be like, "Hello, is there Wi-Fi?" But like, what's the Wi-Fi password? <laughs> and the person came over and goes, "The password is free, but shit." <laughs> I'm like, that is a fucking an iconic Wi-Fi password because Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi is always shit. That's so funny. Free, but shit. What else was good food in Ullu's apart from at the Surf Village? They have really good food and coffee where we stayed.
1: Um, Suka Espresso. We used to go there in the mornings and get our laptops out and do some work and coffee and juice and brekkie. Loved that. It was always busy. That place was always busy with people doing work. Like it must be a little...
0: And Minnie loved the um, – it's hard sometimes to get her to really froth out hard on a meal. Like she was having a few food issues. She, she was on some fasting. She was fasting a bit when we were over there, I believe. So she really liked the chia pudding and shit like that at Suka. That became a
1: fave. Yummo. And then Cashew Tree. We we ate at yes. Cashew Tree. We love Cashew Tree. That's in Bingen. And then there's a place called BGS in Uluwatu and they actually make their own almond milk on site. So it's for all the coffee people.
0: Yes. And Drifter for – I mean, Drifter's like the oldest so joint. shop
1: vibe place, but it has like a restaurant and cafe. Really did.
0: healthy, healthy stuff and it's been there forever and it's just like an old fave in
1: Ulu's. Yes. And then we have Owl's restaurant in Ulu's. Oh, yeah. that's, our friend owns that. So yummy. It's breakfast, lunch and dinner. Oh. And then they also have a spa that's like two shops down called Owl's and that was probably one of the best massages I had on the whole trip.
0: Best massages. And we got our nails done, which I never get done, and they did the absolute best job of my nails, like,
1: couldn't
0: yeah. even believe. I couldn't stop looking at them. You were like, "Fucking get over it." It's just you just got your nails done, <laughs> but they did the best job ever.
1: One last thing that I have to recommend um, is in Uluwatu, There's there's actually so many beautiful clothing stores um, up there now, and our really good friends who are very clever. And you'll see me posting about them all the time because I absolutely love their clothes. Um, our good friend owns a swimwear label called Faye Swim and that's in Uluwatu. And then there's also a swim and clothing label called Elsie Swim and that's in Uluwatu as well. So there's epic Stunning. shopping up there, ladies. Make sure you make – and they've got shops in also um, – cool shops in the main Seminac Street yeah, in Chungo and, and everything like that. But that was just our highlight um, up in Uluwatu. Elsie
0: has really cool clothes too as well as swim. But, yes, we love our Faye and Elsie. Lots of people wrote in. How do you stay fit and healthy on
1: your trip? And I'm like, went to the gym like, oh my God. So we went, you know, I we went to the gym. It's called Bali Training Center. And it's actually it's in Bingen behind Cashew Tree. <laughs> oh, so we we didn't we didn't train that much, but we trained a few times there. So if you like your training, there's really good group sessions there. But I'm a bit prone for injuries. Oh, and so clone. this one day, and I swear to God, I was doing it was like there was about a hundred Twenty people in this class and my little pod where I was working on was planking and then on the pod next to me there was like four guys doing high knees and my backs to this person doing these high knees and he literally stepped back tripped over the chick who was planking next to me and landed on my neck shoulder and basically buckled my elbow So that was the end of me for training for the rest of the trip. But it was heavy. I actually thought my um, shoulder popped out of its socket because I got that twang up my neck and in my ear. But it actually ended up not being my shoulder. That was the bad part. It was more my elbow, which was all bruised and stuff. But
0: it was scary though, because you did come off, your arm was trembling, you were crying. Lots of people huddled around you. And I was like, I was actually sitting out of that class, hanging out with Minnie. And I was like, fuck, I literally thought you'd broken your arm. We were like off to hospital.
1: But you know when when something traumatic happens and it actually really, really hurts and everyone comes around and I didn't want to cry because I didn't want to be a baby and Paul said to me when he got home, he goes, I felt so sorry for you because I could see that you wanted to burst into tears but, like, there was everyone around trying to help you. But then the tears happened. The pain kicked in. But it
0: goes on at that. um, Well, no, so the the next day your your arm felt better because you went in a – a cold bath. We, yeah. we chucked you straight in an ice bath and that seemed to help, hey?
1: Yeah. Like we did a cold plunge and then a hot like sauna thing.
0: We were into the gym and cold bus when we were over there. So that was fun. It's just in Bali is so bloody hot. Yeah. I was just gonna say when when we we're training at Cashew Tree that other time, something always fucking happens there. Fisher literally gets like licked by the stinkiest rottweiler ever floyd but he's so cute but you're like you're like just so cute but i'm not going to touch you because you you reek anyway so he like gets all his slobber all over his hand and then basically like wipes it over me richie and Janie, and just slobbers it like i'm pretty sure he put it down my throat like i his hand just like went all over my nose and through my teeth and i was like properly gagging and trying not to vomit and to leave the workout halfway to go and, like, basically swallow hand sanitizer and clean my face with hand sanitizer. So, yeah, another fuck you, Fisher, moment. (laughs) 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 Ah, I love him, though. I feel like we've covered food.
1: The hotels that we stayed at, we said, obviously, potato head sweets at the start. We then went to Commune, which is on the other side of the island at a place called Karamis. It's really good for men or boys who surf.
0: yeah. And great for kids, I would say. So once you go to Karamas, it's out of the way. You have one hotel there. It's called Commune, and everything's there. You have Kids Club. We were lucky in that we had, like, recommendations, so I always got, like, a nanny that was referred or that my friends had just used or something. But you literally do just go to the reception. They, they get you a nanny within, within like, literally 10 minutes. You have your one restaurant at Commune, so every night you go down to the restaurant and I would just be like, can I just, you know, get my nanny to come to the room and she just sits on your bed while your baby is asleep so you can just literally go down five seconds to the restaurant and have an epic feed and you're not worrying about bringing your baby and trying to keep it asleep or da 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 da, da. And it's so cheap to have a nanny there. And I just think uh, we always would give the nannies massive tips because they're just the most beautiful people and they do the best job. But while we, like personally for me, while I was in Bali, I'm like, I'm going to really utilize having some free time and, some, you know, going and get massages and doing shit like that for myself because my nanny in Australia is, you know, normal Australian prices, like, what, 35 an hour or whatever. Whereas over there, it's like $8. I mean, we we jacked that up to 15 because we just love our nannies. It's just like, take bloody advantage of that while you can.
1: Absolutely, doll. You know? I would recommend going there if you're going to go there, maybe like two or three nights is enough because you're not actually leaving the hotel. You're just kind of eating at the at the restaurant there and yeah. the men go surfing. And there's also night surfing as well when it's, I think, high tide or something like that. So it's actually a really, really epic spot. We loved our, our time there. Just before Elodie got to us, we went and stayed at Bingen for a few nights and that was that beautiful place that I stayed on the cliff there. It was called Bingen Cliff Villa where all the monkeys and stuff were. However, I probably wouldn't stay there again because I just saw a video only the other day of like a python the size nah. of me getting dragged out from like one of the structures that was right next to our place. So I just can't I can't with snakes, snakes, out with snakes. There's some massive snakes in Berlin. Oh, it makes me, I couldn't even look at the video, honestly.
0: I, I, and at I Ulus deal. Surf areas, we actually did have to keep closing our room doors and stuff all the time. I mean, you, you do anyway because of the mozzies and shit. But um there's monkeys that run around all the time and they went through our friend's villa and they took the phone like her phone and just running around with like your belongings. They're pretty hectic. Um, They're so cute though, but far out they're little shits, aren't they? They steal everything.
1: Really scary. Little thieves. Towards the end of the trip, we stayed at Uluwatu Surf Villas and they were just so beautiful. They're the best. I like. We could have stayed there for weeks and weeks and weeks. The staff was so amazing. The food was great. Coffee was great. So Nannies good. were great.
0: We actually were going to go over to Nooslem Bongan, which we, we do most. Like, I've been there a bunch of times. But it was so rainy and miserable. Like, well, around that week that we were going to go, the forecast, and we were like, oh, the last thing we want to do is hop on the boat with the baby, go over there. And... We're in such a good setup, so like, let's just stay here.
1: Yeah, it was so good.
0: Really felt like we were living up at Ulu's. I think I actually want to invest and buy a a bloody villa up there because it's
1: just... It's starting to pop off. Like, there's so many restaurants and so... Like, there's just so much to do. You don't really need to leave the bucket.
0: It's actually a bit sad because it's going to be like kuda soon up there.
1: The whole reason why, why we were in Bali was because Paul was playing some shows over there at a place called Surveyor, I didn't actually eat at Surveyor, but you can eat there. It's a restaurant as well. It's a, an amazing like nightclub on the cliffs in Uluwatu and it's got this like big cube that's out um, basically towards the ocean. Um, I didn't. I also didn't really get out to the cube because we were getting there quite just before Paul was playing because it was just so busy and there it's wasn't really ma- many areas at the venue for us to hang out without Paul just getting <laughs> Heckled. Heckled. Um, the, that's
0: the thing, travelling with fish. There's a lot of places and things that he's like, we kind of just can't do that because, like, he just gets swarmed. Yeah.
1: So the first week, uh, his best friend, um, Little Frida, opened DJing and that was just the funnest night ever. We, The sun was out for that one. Oh. Um, we danced until, like, 2 o'clock in the morning there and then went home and went to bed and was hungover for the first time in a long time. That was my first night out. From pretty much Ibiza, like proper, like crazy oh, night out.
0: I wish I went to that. It wasn't show. That like,
1: was... it was crazy, but I just, I feel like the alcohol over in Bali as well, it like definitely doesn't make you feel, I mean, any alcohol in general, the next day doesn't really make you feel that sweet. But yeah, I was definitely hungover that next day. And Uh-oh. then the second show, it was torrential rain.
0: Torrential. Like I. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? We okay, so you're we're in this little booth thing behind Fisher's DJ set thing and um we like we're getting a tiny bit of coverage but not really. Chloe was standing like kind of in the back back with Chris Hemsworth and Elsa who came over to hang for a bit and because they were kind of hiding at the back of the booth where I was, whereas I was in the front of the booth going woo, like frothing out and I kept turning around and literally there was a blizzard in the back because they didn't have coverage back there I kept turning around and Elsa was just like I said this is a scene out of Frozen Elsa like you are literally being fucking blown away in a blizzard it was like Honestly, you wouldn't know you're in a tropical as fucked. Well, you would because tropicals like rainy and shit. But it was like the heaviest, <sighs> gnarliest no, rain was, and wind, like the worst ever that we'd had on the trip. It was so funny. She's and not was, exaggerating at all with that.
1: It was just when Fisher started playing because we all pulled up in the car out the back, and it wasn't rainy And as soon as the cars pulled up, it was absolutely bucking down. The venue is not undercover, by the way. No. The only bit that's undercover is the booth, which it's barely. So all of our friends, which I think there was like 40 of yeah. us in a, in a space that was only meant to hold 20, were shoved in there. Obviously, I'm like teeny small. So I just remember Elodie kept on. She just, It doesn't bother her because she's like a tree and she's like a couple of heads above everyone else in there just waving her see. arms. And she would just keep turning around at me. And I, on it, I, I was just not stoked about it. I, I was dripping with sweat. And I was also trying to manage... Dripping ev- with rain dolls. No, oh, sorry, not sweat, rain, just dripping and like, trying to literally. manage everyone that was asking for bands and asking for drinks. And I was, I just thought, I was just saying, i got it. I was just, I literally nearly lost my mind it at just, that moment. But then I, I calmed down. I had, I had a drink and I calmed down, but it was very, that was actually quite stressful for me.
0: I think it's actually generally a lot, pretty stressful, you know, because. Fish is like the act, and Chloe's always managing everything behind the scenes, kind of. Especially when he's not traveling with his tour manager, which was this particular show. But then the fucking torrential rain, and like it was a, it was it was honestly so hectic for a minute. Like I was surprised that the show went on. Thank God the rain fucked off everyone.
1: And then just, I think everyone just finally calmed down from the – the, just realised that this storm is not passing. We need to ride with the storm. And everyone just had the best night of their so lives. Fun. We danced the whole time. And all the crowd stayed until the oh. very end and there was no cover over them and they were just so stoked to be there. And, you know, I mean, once you're wet, you're wet, whatever. they we were
0: acting like pussies, to be honest. No one else had any cover <laughs> and they were just freaking living out there. It was the funnest, like, three hours ever. And actually, Richie, our other good mate, DJed for, like, what, an hour or two before Fish. And then after. And then after. What a trooper. So it was like a six-hour session. It was so fun. Like, seriously, best night ever.
1: So cute. Yeah, we
0: were pretty hungover that next day. (sighs) What did we do after that?
1: (laughs) So another thing that we did... That if you stay at the Uluwatu Surf Villas, they can actually organise these barbecues for you. And on our yeah. three-year wedding anniversary, I organised this big barbecue that was out on the lawn in front of our villas. And they come and they cook for you, like seafood and chicken and pork. The, the pork, rice dishes, and so, and yeah. then I I thought maybe I'll surprise Paul and get a uh, live music person to come and play it was the
0: they so they, they cute. said do you
1: want any re- recommendation like do you have anything that you want him to play and I I requested all the songs from our wedding it was and, so cute yeah who was amazing it was just it was such a beautiful night and so yeah I'm so stoked we did that I'd highly recommend organizing the barbecue and trying to get them to get you a singer because that was a highlight for sure
0: yeah and crazy also that it was it's been three years since your wedding but that was the last time you were in Bali so it was like really fitting and cute that Three years later, you're, like, back there and able to celebrate. And there was such a good crew of us over there. Like, there was, like, what, 20 or something yeah. of us, like, friends that were just in Bali Yeah, that were all at the wedding that were, like, yeah, we'll come celebrate. It was really fun.
1: So fun. Bloody love that Such place, a I'm special actually. place. It's sad that we're home, but, you know. So, Bali
0: Belly, we... um. Every single person we're with on the trip did get like a day of it or
1: something. I didn't get it as bad as everyone else. Before you got there, there was one day where I was, I woke up feeling a bit nauseous and I felt that most of the day and I had a big, big nap and I actually pulled it off. I was sweet. Paul, not so sweet. sweet. He was, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was thinking, where's Paul? I then maybe five minutes later heard this big spew noise and i thought oh shit this is not good and i went out and i was and i was saying are you okay he's, he's i like, said i've been out here for 2 hours spewing my guts up and then he managed to get from basically the bathroom that was out in the living area to our bedroom but he he literally couldn't lay in bed because he ended up having to sleep on the floor in the bathroom because he was just like up and down both ends for twelve hours straight. It was pretty brutal. And then that was maybe the Thursday before his first show at Savaya and we told the people that booked him that Oh no. He had barley belly and I've never seen doctors at the door so <laughs> quick that they were thinking I think they were they were saying, No, no you're not Uncareful. gonna miss this show, this show the show must go on. So they gave him like a a drip and they, Did they gave give him a him...
0: needle in the ass and stuff? No, no, no.
1: They just gave him medication all in the drips, which made him stop vomiting and stop shitting and like got the hydration back up and yeah. stuff that was like helped his stomach lining and all that sort of stuff. So if you do get barley belly, don't be afraid to call the doctor. a doctor to come because it's so easy and so quick. I thought about going to the pharmacy to get him tablets and from me walking to my bed, from my bedroom to the front door, they swear to God out the door, they said that their doctor's surgery is actually just at the end of the driveway of where Potato Head is right there. So if anyone needs a good doctor's surgery, medical centre that I can recommend. It's that one at the end of Potato Head Driveway.
0: And there's heaps of companies that do the IV drips, like hydration drips and stuff if you need that as well. Honestly, I think, like, at the moment, I think there's a heap of gastro shit going around Bali. So... I mean, I, I was absolutely fine except for the night before the fizz shoot and this just fucking always happens. I was up vomiting. But for the in the morning, I actually, I don't know if it was like a placebo th- or like, you know, when you mentally like, I can't have barley belly right now, I have to do this shoot and you just have to turn it around and my barley, like I just I ended up feeling fine.
1: You're a weapon. I don't know how you did that though. You
0: Luckily Minnie actually no Minnie did get it get it one night as well she was spewing everywhere a few times oh my god and she shat everywhere too she had a big blowout sale that night
1: Yeah, poor little thing as well, and they can't tell you what's wrong. Because it was actually the night of our anniversary dinner, and we—that's right—everyone left the villa, and we went. She sort of started crying, and we went in to see her, and it was like a vomit massacre in the room. It was so sad. The poor little thing. Poor little muffin. And the nappies over there aren't as good as the nappies over here. Oh, because every time she shit, they were no Huggies. It was a big, big blowout. We went through about five cots.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, no, we kept being like, excuse me, we need new cot and we need sheets changed. She pooed again through her cot oh. and that'd just come down in like a
1: minute from like the reception, like the
0: cleaners and stuff would just come and sort it out straight away. But
1: it was really good because she absolutely loved coconuts. So yeah. she was just one of the most, like when she was sick for the 24, 48 hours, she was just smashing coconuts and yeah, because she, she kind of didn't really have an appetite when she wasn't well.
0: Um, And lots of mums would be like, I got lots of messages saying, like, is, is it scary taking a baby to Bali? Like, what do you do if you get sick and da, da 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 So I just want to quickly say that, and Chloe, you and Tash Dignam, our other friend had told me to get these just before I came over, BioCeuticals have this tablet called SB Fluoractive. I got them, and they're apparently really good for, like, everyone's gut. So I would just started giving pouring a little bit of that into Minnie's milks, like, just before, like... You know, every time she'd have a milk bottle, it's just trying to sort her gut out. And Armor Force Junior, I was giving her, I don't know really what that would have done for Barley Belly.
1: I think it's honestly at the moment, it's not really about the food or what you're eating over there. It's it's, it's hit and miss and it's a virus. People were getting struck, but we were all eating and drinking the same stuff. So it wasn't like a food thing. It was more of, I mean, I brush my teeth with the water in Bali. I always have. I don't swallow the water, but I'll always brush my teeth and then rinse my mouth with bottled water.
0: And that's actually the worry too, because the babies, they don't know not yeah. to drink the water, like, you know, when they're showering. So I was quite careful when I was showering or bathing Minnie that, like, she wasn't getting too much on her face. Because, you know, same, same, I always brush my teeth in Bali with the water, but they don't know. Not saying we recommend doing that. Yeah, lots of people, are like, I'm just so scared to bring my baby to Bali and stuff. I'm like, you know, if you're going to get sick, you're going to kind of get sick. I don't. Just make sure you've got travel yeah. insurance. And I think the Mozzies, I. Just put those mozzie band, those elastic mozzie band things on Minnie's wrist or, or actually on her ankle because they were too big for her wrist. You just get them at like the, the chemist mm. and always putting natural mozzie spray on her too because my biggest fear was not barley belly at all. It was dengue fever for Minnie and me. Actually, I feel like that's pretty scary in Bali to get yeah. bloody mozzies everywhere. So, Or also just how cute are the laundry mats in Bali? Like I've just loved taking my stuff every day down to the laundry. They fold them immaculately. You get your shirts like, you know, you just get them. It smells so good. And we'd like give them minis bunnies and shit to wash and they just come out
1: so Yeah, Bunny got left in Bali. Yeah. Bunny got Bali belly on Bunny. Yeah,
0: (laughs) We had about a few more blowout sales and we were like, you know what, Bunny's had it. He's going to stay. He's going
1: to stay in there. Yeah. Poor a Bunny. Poor Bunny.
0: Oh, the scooters. Minnie absolutely frothed on riding around on the back of the scooter with us. Well, like safely wrapped in between Chloe and Fish or me and Fish and Minnie would sit in with her little helmet. She just frothed the scooter so hard.
1: Yeah. Obviously shopped around when I got there for helmets because the one that we they gave us, it wasn't really like tight on her head, and I bought this other one that was, like, more of a bike helmet. Again, it wasn't great, but we, Paul and I, this trip, we went and, because we were there for so long, we went and bought all of our own new helmets, so we got Minnie this one. It was just the cutest thing. It, It almost took over her whole little head, but more protection is ideal for little Minnie Moo.
0: And I think, like, people who watch from afar and think, oh, my God, that's so hectic, you know, they've got a baby on the scooter and stuff. Honestly, if you know Bali, if you've been there, Literally, that's kind of how you get from A to B over there. Obviously, if it's thick, thick traffic, you are not going to go through main Cooter or main Seminyak with Mini. But like in Uluwatu, it's so quiet. You can really ride around without, it's not too much hectic traffic. And personally, I've grown up riding on the back of my dad's motorbikes and my brother rides motorbikes too. And like, chumpy road motorbikes. When I'm on a motorbike and seeing Minnie on the motorbike, especially when I'd be riding next to you and I'd be looking at you and Fish wrangling Minnie in the middle of your motorbike and seeing how happy she was, like in the wind, loving it, just looking at everything. I was like, oh my God, Chump and Dad will just be frothing this so hard, like riding next to her because that's their, their favourite thing to do, like is bike ride. Yeah. Like motor, motorbike ride. They're both into it. And that was quite special for me over there, I feel. Yeah. Obviously, we were being super, super duper safe.
1: Yeah, of course. And, you know, Minnie's safety is like our number one priority. So we would absolutely never do anything that would put her life in danger. And when, like we say, we'll ride in the scooters, we'll go in from literally from our hotel to a cafe up the street, going from A to B, no. where there's actually not really taxis or anything. You actually physically, like you'd have to hire a car to drive you to the cafe to get a coffee or whatever. So she loved it. We loved it. We were yeah. safe, we're going slow, we're not overtaking people, we're not doing crazy shit. Obviously, it's not always you that's the problem, but that was just the way. If you look at any Balinese people, their mode of transport is by scooter and they've got babies on the scooter. Most of the time are just wrapped in, like, the little carriers with no helmets and kids standing on oh, the front and all that sort of stuff. So They're I never that, wrapped.
0: The Balinese people have, like, five kids hanging off one little scooter. It's just, yeah. it's, I mean, that's just the way of life yeah. over there, isn't it? Yeah. Bless. I want to do a little shout-out. One time Chloe and I were going to get our hair done before Fisher's show at ours in Uluwatu, which is epic. And when we got there, Chloe was saying to the people, I thought we had, like, bookings for two, but really they'd actually only booked him for one. I was like, it's fine, just you go and get your hair done. I'll just, like do mine at home. I I don't care about my hair anyway. Luckily, it didn't because it was bloody tornado that night. But this lovely lady who must have been sitting at ours, maybe she was getting her hair done, messaged us and was like, guys, do you need a hair appointment? Like, I've got a booking for later or something. You guys... Take it or think So shout out to Steph. You're bloody lovely. You keep the hair appointment, but
1: thank you. (laughs) So, so... That was so nice. We also forgot to mention, talk about our Fizz functional shoot. And for anyone that doesn't know what Fizz is, it's called, actually called Hard Fizz and it's the seltzer brand that Paul and I own. But Elodie and I have just come on board with Darlene Shine and we've done a collaboration with Fizz and we've got a new line of these beverages, which are non-alcoholic, in with the non alk Yes. Non-alcoholic, they're called Fizz Functional. And we shot the campaign in Bali and it launched a few days later and, yeah, it sold out in less than 12 hours. And for everyone that did purchase, amazing. We would love to hear your feedback. But for everyone that didn't get their hands on any because I know that so many people missed out, we actually do have a restock maybe in a few weeks. Might see if we can get a waiting list happening online. So if you did miss out, you can join the wait list so you're notified as soon as they become available. But for me especially... The last four months since October and since being home, I really haven't been drinking alcohol. So these have been an absolute godsend to me. They taste delicious. It's literally just like sparkling water with a hint of flavour. My favourite one is the Glow one. It's got marine collagen in it. And Elodie's favourite one is called Dialed In. And it's got... It's got
0: a bit of guarana and ginseng in it. And it kind of... I feel like it perks me up a little bit and I want to stop drinking as much coffee. So... Hopefully that will be my go-to little pick-up drink. But I love the collagen one too. That's, like, I, I literally love them
1: equally. And we have two more exciting flavours coming out too, which you'll have to wait and see.
0: Yes. They will be out. They might be out before the next drop of these two. Like the They're first two. They're coming soon. They're coming, coming ASAP. soon. We'll keep you guys in the loop. I was having a flashback of, like, my first times in Bali, and I just wanted to have a quick lol. Does anyone remember... And maybe if you're our age, you would. But you'd go to Bali with like your parents when you're at school and you'd go and get all those pirated DVDs from those DVD shops and that would be like 50 cents each or something. I remember going over to Bali, my friends from school would be like, oh my God, here's my list. And everyone would chuck you a list of like 50 DVDs. And you'd go into these stores and you'd get all these shit house like fucking, it would be like someone... With a VC, like an old school camera, sitting in the movies, filming the a move, like a you know a new release movie that's being up. There'd be people walking past, going to the bathroom in the middle of the movie, and those would get sold for like a fifty cents or whatever in Bali. And so Aussies and whoever would go over and just get shitloads of DVDs. I had like, friends that had like
1: the folders of yeah, them. Same. I had not the folders. like a CD case. It was like a DVD case of all the DVDs. Fuck, Times have changed, eh? <laughs> or like you'd sit there at the store and they'd have the DVD player at the store so you could test them to yes. make sure they worked. And you'd oh be like, God. nah, someone walked past,
0: they went to the toilet in that one. They'd be like, oh, okay, we'll give you another one. Times have changed. Fuck, so sad
1: for all the people that used to own those DVD stores because that was like a big business in Bali.
0: Big time, fully. Mm. But yeah, anyway, sorry, I just literally thought of that and I was like, oh, people who are our age or older would remember that. It's so funny.
1: Okay, I think that that wraps up this episode. So hoping that we smashed in a few recommendations in there. We remembered to do that this time. But I will do the Bali guide, as I mentioned before. We have one last thing that we're going to end with.
0: This is so we- exciting.
1: So when we were leaving our villas at Uluwatu, Surf Villas, we were packing up all of our stuff. And, you know, there's always just a bit of a lost property pile. Yeah. We came across a T-shirt and... If you guys followed our adventures and saw the other day, I posted a photo of myself and Chris Hemsworth at the beach. And now we realize this T-shirt that was at our villa is actually belongs to Chris. It's just a plain black T-shirt. I think it's like a surfboard like brand's piece of merch. And we thought that we're going to auction this item (laughs) off. We're not going to make any money. It's not coming to us, but the money is going to go to charity. So if you're listening and you would like to win Chris Hemsworth T-shirt, we haven't washed it. Still smells like him.
0: He's all sweaty and stunning. It smells delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, but people, I mean, who wants it? It's up for grabs.
1: So we're gonna post a link in our bio on Instagram. We'll also post it on our website, and basically, you can go online and you can bid for this item. We're actually found a pair of his sunnies as well, so we're gonna whack those in the the, valley eyewear. Sunnies. So we're gonna a f- whack a pair of sunnies in his little in our little giveaway. But basically, you win his used T-shirt, his used sunglasses. Sorry,
0: Thor. Hope you're okay with us taking your sunnies. No, joking. if you want them back, you're if gonna have to bid for them. You're gonna have to buy your sunnies and your shirt back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We have just had confirmation from Chris himself that he's fine with us doing this. Hey, Chloe and Elodie. Um, yeah, sure. Auction off uh, my T-shirt, my sunglasses that were worn by me, Chris Hemsworth. But um, let's just be clear, they were were stolen from Chris Hemsworth by that that little pug, that little dog you had staying next door, which I'm now thinking you had something to do with. So you're all a bunch of thieves, but in the name of charity, let's do it. Best of luck. What an absolute legend. Love you, Chris. Guys, I'm just tacking this wrap up onto the back of that episode as we had just heard that confirmation from Thor straight after we had finished recording that day. So let's raise some money in the name of charity, guys. We have actually um, chosen the Chumpy Pullen Foundation where we break down barriers for opportunity in sports. Started with snow sports. Now we do skating, surfing, we do music, um, and we're branching out into much much more we have lots of camps coming up this year but most of all the foundation actually works with youth mental health and like looking after your headspace through exercise and the importance of you know sport and team sport and what that can do for your mental and obviously physical health so and that was super dear to chump's heart as well um so yeah it's a great cause get behind it guys look we'll put a link in the show notes so you can find out more about the foundation we'll also obviously put a link in the show notes so that you can bid for Thor's Chris Hemsworth delicious sweaty smelly shirt that smells bloody great and, um, <laughs> and I've actually got the sunglasses in my garage right now. I'm gonna be so upset when they go because I, I actually wore them the other day. Hope that doesn't deter you guys from bidding, but I promise they'd still have his like head juice on them. Yummy. All right, guys,
1: good luck.